Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey y'all, thanks so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking about our pH scale as it pertains to fertility. So the body's pH range is from zero to 14 with zero being the most acidic and 14 being the most alkaline or basic also referred to as basic. Normally our internal environment should sit at a neutral balance around 7.4. That balance is highly sensitive to lifestyle and food choices, such as the amount of stress you're undergoing, alcohol, medications you'd be taking, your consumption of red meat or sugar, these things will tip you more towards the acidic end of the spectrum. Why is it important to maintain a healthy pH level? An acidic environment can wreak havoc in many aspects of our existence, producing symptoms like pain, inflammation, bone and muscle issues, kidney function, tendency to weight gain, yeast overgrowth, and for the purposes of our discussion, hormone irregularities. You know, when we're thinking about hormonal irregularities, there are lots of factors involved because there are several hormones. We have different phases of the cycle, and there's also things like yeast overgrowth or the proliferation of yeast, bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live in an acidic environment that can actually affect our hormones. These bacteria and other microorganisms can interfere with the enzyme and coenzyme activity involved in, in regulating hormonal balance. And specifically, these microbes can actually feed on hormones, leading to hormone deficiencies. People having issues with fertility um, often already have low hormone levels, or maybe we have we're low in one hormone and excessive in another. Like for example, we have excess estrogen. This is really common with acidic environment and overgrowth of bacteria and yeast. If you've had an irregular pap smear, for example, then this could be you. So if you have a tendency towards yeast infections or excess vaginal discharge or gut issues, gut issues are a sign of, of microbes or bacterial or, or yeast overgrowth, then you probably have a bit of an acidic internal environment, maybe related to what you're eating, maybe related to your stress, you know, we have to focus on what we can control. And so if you feel like stress is not something that you easily focus on, then maybe you first focus on your diet and see where that takes you. Um, an alkaline diet can help, you know, regulate your hormones, uh, and in the very least prevent the imbalance from going further. And if you're already undergoing hormonal treatments or IVF treatments, then, you're probably acidifying from those treatments. So then we really have to kind of rein in the lifestyle stuff that we have control over so that uh, we can 
keep ourselves from becoming overly acidic. Another thing to keep in mind with an acidic environment is if you're trying naturally to get pregnant, an overly acidic internal environment can actually kill off sperm. So it's basically an inhospitable environment for the sperm. Not only that, if you're not trying to get pregnant naturally and you're already undergoing IVF, the acidic environment can uh, potentially affect the egg quality and implantation. So an acidic environment is more prone to um, inflammation to the microbes and therefore pre um, more prone to free radical damage, which is the accelerated aging of cells, could be egg cells, um, could be inflaming the uterus and making it an inhospitable environment for implantation. So focusing on the pH scale is one way that we're able to sort of uh, improve our chances of creating that internal environment that is more hospitable for implantation, maintaining a pregnancy, and more conducive to producing healthy eggs. So diet modifications can be one of the most effective ways to shift your body's pH towards alkalinity. And and that's essentially keeping a little bit more of a plant-based diet uh, because animal foods tend to be more acidic a lot of the time. It's not just animal foods, however, and there are certain animal foods that are more acidic, like beef and pork are going to be more acidic than say fish. But, you know, regardless, those high protein sources tend to be uh, like the more on the more acidic end of the pH scale. There are non-animal foods that are still really acidic, um, which I find just creep into the diet really easily, like chocolate, for example, super, super acidic. And everybody's like, oh, but it has antioxidants. And it's like, yeah, well, the antioxidant benefit is going to be negated by the acidity. So if you're consuming a lot of chocolate, I would rein it back. Even that square a day might be too much for some people, um, especially if you already have gut issues. I would really definitely not have the chocolate. If you do have it, focus on raw chocolate or raw probiotic chocolate. Those can be a little bit less of an assault. We will get right back to today's episode in just a sec, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you about an exciting new project that I have underway. So here it is. I get a lot of questions about what to eat and avoid when trying to get pregnant. Since so many of you are interested in optimizing your fertility via nutrition, I've created a very special course that teaches you the ins and outs of just that. It hasn't launched yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled from my course on fertility nutrition. Whether you are already undergoing IVF or just trying the old-fashioned way, my goal is to help give you all the nutritional tools you need to enhance your fertility and speed your path to baby. All right, let's jump back in. Certain nuts uh, like cashews, peanuts, and pistachios tend to be more acidic, and these are obviously plant-based foods. So, you know, as a general rule with acid versus versus alkaline, we want to stick more to a plant-based diet um, to reduce the acidity, but then you've got these plant foods that are also going to be um, more acidic. Trans fats, obviously, margarine, uh, bad oils like corn oil, sunflower oil, these are not good. Um, Dairy products, buttermilk, cream, cheese, homogenized milk. These ones are not great. Um, Sweets of any kind are are definitely going to tip you more towards the acid end of the scale and artificial sweeteners. uh, Those are are really bad. They also confuse the body. Like the the body just does not know what to do with those. So um, if we're looking to exacerbate hormonal imbalance then have artificial sweeteners, (laughs) I know we sometimes think they're healthier because they're not actual sugar, but because they confuse the body's hormone signals so much, I really, really don't uh, recommend them. They also can 
oddly lead to more weight gain than regular sugar uh, because, you know, we consume them more liberally. That's one of the reasons, but also because they upset gut bacteria so much. And anytime you upset gut bacteria, you aggravate inflammation and can tend to gain weight more easily. Be careful of things, condiments like ketchup, mustard, vinegar, and, and then beverages like beer, coffee, juice, um, liquor, tea, and wine. Uh, so the, the black tea is tending to be more acidic green tea. You won't have as much of a problem with, but generally caffeinated beverages will be, um, leaning more towards the acidic end of the scale. On the other hand, uh, more alkaline foods are things like green veggies and alpha, alpha and asparagus, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, lettuce, cauliflower, all the things you would think that would be alkaline essentially. Uh, so I would, I would really recommend, um, leaning into to if you're just trying to get broad strokes here and not get too in the weeds with the details, then lots of green leafy vegetables are going to be great. Um, and then I'm a really big fan of sprouting things. So in terms of nuts and seeds uh, and even grains, if they're sprouted, they tend to be less acid forming. So if you can buy sprouted ones or sprout them yourself by soaking and then drying them, uh, then that's going to be easier to digest and less acid forming. Root vegetables are also okay. Um, beet, carrot, kohlrabi, uh, radish, these things, these things are generally uh, more tipping towards the alkaline end of things. And grains can be a little bit acidifying. I, I suggest sprouting them or just, you know, eating them in moderation. I, I think sometimes it's not realistic to 100% main, maintain a grain-free diet. So I would say uh, just don't eat too, too much. And then in terms of the proteins, the freshwater fish tend to be like a little bit less acidic than say uh, beef, chicken, eggs, organ meats and things like that. Uh, so, you know, wild and freshwater fish, you're going to have better luck with that. It tends to be like more moderately acidic rather than, you know, more tipping towards the acid end of the scale. So I do recommend when trying to get pregnant, um, generally having some protein from fish or from land animal sources. And so the freshwater fish are going to be your best bet there. In the middle of the scale are a lot of our fruits. So um, apricot, banana, blueberry. So these aren't super acidic, but they're also not super alkaline. Um, tangerines, strawberry, watermelon, these kind of things. So have them, but have them in moderation. You definitely want to be having more veggies, less fruit, less protein, less grains if we're trying to get acid out of the system. And a good time to focus on getting acid out of the system is when you've undergone a cycle and you're trying to clean out your body in between, or when you're already undergoing a cycle and your body's becoming acidic because of the raise in hormones levels and because of the medications, this would be a really good time like during and after a cycle to be focusing on a more alkaline diet uh, because that's again going to create a better environment for the growth of your eggs. It's going to create a better environment for implantation. It will reduce inflammation, reduce free radical damage, help your organs to cleanse themselves. Um, the more acidic you are, the more um, yeast bacteria gunk you build up, the, the more your organs get jammed up and don't detoxify as well. So just keep that in mind as, as something to be thinking about uh, as you're uh, going through your fertility journey, how to be well as you're going through it, you'll feel better in your mind, clearer in your mind, because as you get 
more acidic and more uh, bacterial or yeast overgrowth, you'll have a foggy brain from that. So if you want to feel well and potentially up your chances of healthy conception, then be thinking more about uh, alkaline versus acid. And instead of just doing sort of alkaline water, <laughs> I would suggest really uh, ringing it in on the, on the entire diet, more plants, lots of green veggies, a little bit less fruit, a little bit less animal protein, a little bit less grain. Hope this was helpful and looking forward to having you back next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.